Welcome back to Foundational Thoughts, the podcast, the Missouri Baptist Foundation. My name is Neil, your host, and today I am really excited because I have the opportunity to sit across the table from one of my good friends, Joey Staples. Joey, thanks for joining us on the good podcast morning. today. Great to be here. Hey, man, we appreciate it. You and I, we go back uh, a little over 10 years now. Uh, been, been through a lot of seasons. We have been through a lot of yeah. seasons because I had the privilege when I had the opportunity to, to serve First Baptist Church Branson. Joey was one of my deacons. And uh, when I got here, and you were serving this incredible ministry called Dulos. Now, what is Dulos, and what was Dulos? Yeah, Dulos uh, is still going, sort of, up in Kansas City. Okay. But the uh, program here in Branson is no longer operating. But yeah, I spent, gosh, almost 30 years working with that tremendous discipleship ministry. Wow. And Uh, what did you do there? What 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 did Dulos do? Well, I came uh, as a therapist with an offshoot of the program called Shelterwood. Okay. And it was all about discipleship. So we worked with college grads, kind of helping prepare them for ministry. But then we also ran a residential treatment program for teenagers and their families. Wow. And and so we had a lot going, a lot of of balls that we were juggling. Oh, my goodness. But the Lord did great work uh, helping train people in ministry, but at the same time helping teenagers and their families. What a beautiful picture that is, because yeah, you're yeah. discipling the caregivers as they're giving the care to the students. And this was kind of born out of, was this part of the Canacuck um, yeah, ministry? Yeah, it's, it started under that umbrella, which in a lot of ways it continues on today through a program at Canacuck called the Institute. Oh, okay. But uh, but that, that was the start of it. And so thousands of teenagers and, and folk that went through that program and yeah, I look forward to spending eternity with that group. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, and that's, yeah. and you said, boy, spent 30 years investing in those oh, students. Yeah, huh? almost. I uh, I came as a as a counselor working okay. with the teenagers and then ended up heading up the program here in Branson. Yeah, so you're executive director for that for a number Ooh. of years. So I learned a lot. And that's a, that was a residential program, and you guys even had classes out there? I mean, actual yeah. school that was there at one time? Yeah, we uh, the kids went to Branson and Hollister initially, but then okay. we started our own school. So we we had a lot going on. Wow! But uh, but we really felt like we need to have them here to uh, be able to have the best influence in their lives. And so I love the work with Dulos and Shelterwood. It mm. was great, great, great years. And you still have a lot of connection with students, even though that's not your role now. You've got you've had a blog in the past uh, called Parenting Teenagers. Is that still yeah. something that's active right now? Or yeah, th- that's continued to be a. a just a spark for me. So working with parents, working with teens, do a lot of counseling, meeting with families. Uh, I love the work I do at First Baptist Church, Branson, right. helping cultivate families there as well. Because so, our families are struggling, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Are. The challenge continues. Yeah. And, you know, faithful parents. Yeah, fa- I mean, families are in great shape. You know, we, we tend to only hear about the disasters. Well, that's true. That's but, true. But... It's it's a challenge. It's definitely a a a struggle, a good struggle, right? To stay on the path and head the direction that that God is wanting us to go as as moms and dads and as kids. So the whole family structure, yeah. So I, I love being able to kind of lean into that and be a part of that. Yeah, because God really created the family, and He knows kind of what goes on in there. And we learn a lot. You know, I, I've learned a lot about who God is as I've tried to raise my own boys. And I've also Mm. learned on the other side of that of how much more patient God is with me than I was with my boys. And so there's such a, it's it's a a laboratory of learning that I think it almost can take somebody who's been ahead of us in that journey to speak back into us to help us while we have them in our home. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, the family is alive and well, and it's still God's uh, plan for, for the structure of church and, and the world, really. Now, uh, the world itself is trying to reinvent that. Right. And, and you know, I, I, whether God kind of chuckles or not, I'm not sure how that <laughs> works, but I'm sure he just looks down and thinks, oh, my gosh, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Because... Uh, yeah, you know, we read through Exodus in different places. I mean, the family structure is so important. Yeah. And and it works. Surprise. Yeah, it does <laughs> God, work. God invented that, and, and it works <laughs> if we follow the guidelines and if we follow God's plan. Yeah. And that's that's what we're uh, that's what we're struggling with. Because like you know, Paul talked about in Ephesians five, I mean, in the Lord, of the Lord, those are really important mm. factors. Those just aren't phrases that are thrown in there to space no. the words out, is it? No, we don't do that very well on our own. So. Mm, wow. And so you worked for 30 years with Dulos in that particular right. ministry arena, yeah. and then you were gracious enough to join the staff here at First Baptist Church Branson and lead some discipleship areas, lead our small groups, lead our community groups, and then also serve as a counselor on staff. And so you've got a counseling degree, right? Uh, and right. you still got you're certified, and you still keep up on all those things. And so I can't wait to have more conversations with you over time, because I think, yeah. Joey, you are a wealth of knowledge. Uh, and your background and experience can be extremely helpful to families yeah. and parenting teenagers. And I know you've got, again, your own blog, Parenting Teenagers, and you are on the radio here locally quite a bit, and so we want to capture that as well. But one of the things I think that you've noticed as well is that as you've stepped from one kind of ministry, which was a parachurch ministry in a sense right. of Dulas, I was. Yeah. Uh, into the local church, there's a lot of stress factors uh, on pastors and staff in the local church. What have you experienced? What have you seen? And what are you seeing as you look out there of the stress that goes on, not just in the family, but maybe in a pastor's family, in a own pastor's emotional health, uh, or a staff member? Because many of our churches now do have more than one pastor. So I'm, when I think about pastor, I'm talking about a multiple team of that sometimes. Sometimes it's just one pastor out there part-time. But you've kind of switched a little bit in your thinking. What, what are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are you experiencing? What do you know about the struggle of the pastor and the emotional health? Yeah, it tends to be uh, a rather silent struggle okay. for a lot of pastors and a lot of people helpers because it's hard, hard work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even on, on the best day, uh, helping people, stepping alongside them, helping bear the burden. I mean, all those those principles that we're, we're aware of, oftentimes we don't manage those particularly well. Mm. And, and so it's a bit of a silent uh, struggle mm. for many a pastor that uh, is doing hard, hard work, is given, 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 but, uh, but not much is being put back into their lives. And you know, yeah, someone said, if my, if my output exceeds my input, then my upkeep will be my downfall. Oh my! Say goodness. that ten times really fast. Yeah, I can't yeah. even say that once. You got to say that again for me, Joey, because it sounds it sounds pretty profound, pretty simple. Once I get it, so say that again. Yeah, if my output exceeds my input, okay, then my upkeep will be my downfall. Explain that. Break yeah. that down for yeah. us. Unpack that. Well, yeah. So, uh, so it means I'm 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 not real very well equipped with resources to help take care of me. Yet I continue to pour out, pour out, pour out. Mm. And I think for many of us, we would say, well, uh, God's going to supply all of that. Well, yeah, he, w- he would desire to supply all of that, but it takes me stepping into the different devices that God would like to use to help supply mm. the strength that I need in that. Mm. And, and many times we really do neglect ourselves. You know, if, we, if we love our neighbor as ourselves, right. 
then it's worth stepping back a bit and going, how well am I taking care of me? Mm. Well, that's selfish. Well, no, it really isn't. It's me being a good steward of what God has given me and the resources that I need to be the vehicle that he wants to use. And many times uh, for pastors and just for people helpers, we neglect that. I mean, we just keep marching forward and, you know, much like an Elijah that just, uh, you know, had defeated the prophets of Baal, unbelievable victory. And then, gosh, a few verses later, he's, you know, ready to take his own life. You're thinking, what in the world changed there? Yeah. Well, practically, he was just exhausted and wiped out and, mm-hmm. and weak. And that's when Satan tends to move in to do his best work, or at least he's trying to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he waited till Jesus had fasted. 40 days before he you know, kind of hit him with. So, so yeah, I think it's us being wise and taking the steps to be good stewards of our own vessel that we're willing to uh, take personal responsibility for ourselves. And we don't always, especially in, in many of our churches, we don't always have a lot of people going, hey, are you doing okay? No. Take some time for yourself. It's usually, hey, here's the other need. We've got this meeting coming up. We've got that event coming up. Mr. So-and-so is sick. Nobody's seen Brother So-and-so. We've got all those things that are pushing us. And so when you're saying that my output exceeds my input, input yeah. and that input are those things that refill me, Exactly. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So if I've got a bottle of water and I pour all the water out, right? I've only got so much I can pour. Yeah. And then somebody else has got to do that for me. So what are some ways a pastor can find that? Because the next part of what you're saying, I think you said something about my upkeep will be my downfall. Will be my downfall. What do you mean by that? So now that becomes somewhat objective. So you can talk philosophically and subjective all day long. Sure. That gets kind of objective. Now, <laughs> now it boils down to you know 2019. Uh, New Year's resolutions kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so what am I doing to be sure that I'm in a good place, mm. that I'm healthy? Uh, well, huh, I'm working really hard. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all aware of that. Yeah, we see that. Yeah. Uh, but what practically am I doing to take care of Joey Staples? And lots of times we're, we're, we don't do a good job on that. We're not, we're, I, I think we're not particularly taught that particularly well at seminaries or in, in mm. we're just taught to give, give, give. And yeah, absolutely. It's a service of giving, but we have to be really careful that we're being good stewards of, of the vessel called Joey Staples or Neil Franks. And, and we can see that sometimes in a person, um, a pastor, a minister, uh, not caring for his wife as much as he should, not caring mm. for his kids as much as the, as he should. He's going to, go make this hospital call or this visit instead of his kids' sports games. And we yeah. can see that a little, maybe a little bit easier because somebody can step into my life and go, hey, are you doing those things? Are you taking care of them? Because maybe that gap can be seen, do you think, maybe a little bit easier than the individual personal gap or the inner gap or not? Yeah, well, I think you start seeing the, <laughs> the symptoms of, of that. Okay. And, and unfortunately, that comes uh, down the road. Mm. So... You know, if I'm waiting to kind of see how that works out. And, uh, you know, I learned long ago that, you know, the principle of really good parents have really good kids and really bad parents have really bad kids kind of threw that out the window <laughs> years ago because there's so many factors. Okay. And, you know, individual choice. Uh, I mean, the best laid faithful parents sometimes have kids. Uh, that don't follow the Lord. And mm-hmm. don't you know God understands that one? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the whole story of the prodigal son. I mean, even f- from God's perspective, what more could I have done mm-hmm. to assure success 
and uh, and my kids, yet his kids turn and and don't want to follow him. So so I'm not saying that there's some kind of a little magic answer. Right. I'm really saying uh, that we're being good stewards of taking care of ourselves. And we may not be able to be responsible for that other person's choice, our kid's choice, or our spouse's yes. choice, but we are responsible for our choice and how Ooh. we maintain ourselves. Yes. Now, here's the catch with that. Uh, no one else sees that. Right. So the maintenance that I put into that one is for me. And for, for a lot of uh, upfront kind of pastoral type folk, well, why would you spend so much time working on that? I mean, that's hmm. not getting me anywhere. That's not. And I think many a, a church uh, would say back to the pastor, well, we're paying you. I mean, what else do you want? You know, so, so, so sometimes the need just didn't met particularly well. Because you really can't see the condition of that engine of that car by looking on the yeah. outside of that car. It can be nice and shiny and look all good and the engine not have oil and about to fall apart. And then you can see it just the opposite as well, can't you? You can see a car that's got a beautiful engine that's running well, may not look so great on the outside. Yeah, so the humility that it takes to pop up the hood. Mm. Yeah, so pride wants to keep that hood down and looking great. I'm going to drive this thing till it falls apart. But, but yeah, mm. the humility to say, no, here's what's going on. So let's talk to the guy here who's listening to this and going, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, I don't want to listen to any more of these podcasts because I feel the spirit or something saying, hey, you need to listen to the next few because we're going to do a couple of episodes talking about the causes and how do we prevent those things and what do we do do when we find ourselves in that situation. But what do you you say to the guy who's listening right now who goes, I don't want to open up that hood because I don't want to see what's there. What would you say to them to encourage them to keep listening to us? Yeah, because I think some people really jump kind of to an extreme on this. So I'm I'm punting ministry. I'm going to sell life insurance, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's right. Life insurance is awesome. But but then I'm I'm, going to get out of that to kind of do do the fix. I'm saying it's not either or. So I think there's a point that God really desires to use many a pastor in his work. But at the same time, uh, I can resolve that I'm going to be healthy as well. So it doesn't require anything drastic. Mm. Uh, I, I think this requires me being willing to step up and go, yeah, what do I need to do mm. to be sure that I'm in a healthy place? Who do I need to surround myself with? See, that's part of it too, okay. accountability. Yeah. So that's, that's when you start getting really serious about this. We can talk all day long. Right. But am I really willing to bring men into my life mm. that are uh, – yeah, that are willing to, you know, well, what's the proverb say? Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Mm. What in the world does that mean? Wow. Well, it sounds pretty tough. It does. It means I'm going to have people around me that aren't just going to talk about the weather and sports every time we get together. Wow. About, as men, we do that a lot. We do. But I'm willing to have men that are going to ask me the tough questions. Wow. Well, we want to have that conversation with you And this is just the beginning of that conversation. So if you're listening to this and you've made it all this way through this particular episode and you're going, oh, I don't know if I want to listen, let us encourage you to keep listening. It may not be a drastic, we've got to go from a 180-degree turn in our life. Exactly. It may be just being intentional. And so we want you to be intentional and listen to us in our next episode. Joey, thanks for joining us here on the podcast of the Missouri Baptist Foundation, Foundational Thoughts. And join us again for our next episode. We'll dive deeper into this topic with Joey Staples. (laughs) 